0: Welcome to the journal.es The Explainer, where every week we take a deep dive into a different news story. I'm Sinead O'Carroll, and this week, how will the stay and spend scheme work? It's horrible to play a game of who has it worse because of COVID-19. It brings out pretty bad traits in us humans. Everybody is impacted, we know that, and yes, we know that some people have felt it harder than others. The hospitality and tourism industries, for instance, are struggling and will continue to struggle for some time as we have to limit our socialising and remain physically distant from each other. Not to mention the counties in Level 3 whose populations can't travel beyond their boundaries. To offer a helping hand in the face of all of this, the government came up with the Stay and Spend Scheme, which they launched on the 1st of October as we head into what is traditionally known as the off-season. The idea is to try and get people to spend more than they normally would on meals out and nights away. So how will it work? And does it mean lovely free experiences for us all? And how exactly will the government balance this message with the public health advice around level three restrictions? to chat me through the mechanics of the scheme i'll be joined today by author of how to be good with money Owen mcgee and travel writer and great kildare man own curry thank you both for joining me Owen, i'm going to start with you what is in this scheme for us how much money can we claim back and how many nice things are we going to get over the next six months because of it
1: So it's not that it's free, you're going to take a little bit of pain here, but it's just a bit of a helping hand from government. And I suppose you've hit the nail on the head there, government are looking at this going, here's a sector that's really hit badly. And not only did they really hit badly, but the government are telling them from time to time, like level three, uh, actually we're shutting you down further. So government have jumped in and said, what we want you to do is, is, we want you to, and they've named the scheme after it, stay and spend. So we want you to stay in Ireland and we want you to spend some money. And the idea behind it is is you spend up to 625 euros. And when you do, you get 20% tax relief. Now, what that means is is you get 20% of the money back. So for every 100 euros you spend, you'll get 20 euro back. So the maximum you're going to get back on this scheme is 125 euros. But that's per person. So as a couple, you can get up to 250 euros back. So how is it going to work in in real terms? How are you going to actually go about doing this? What will happen is, is you'll start noticing when you walk into businesses that have signed up for this scheme, they should be displaying a sticker, the stay and spend sticker, and you should be able, it should be noticeable to you. They should be giving it away or they should be promoting it themselves because it's a huge benefit to them. But it should be noticeable to you, the restaurants and the hotels and they're the other type of businesses we're talking about, hotels for accommodation, restaurants for food not drink by the way, alcohol is not covered in this right, but for food and cafes and that type of thing and it's important that they are registered on the revenue website so if you don't see the sticker you can check while you're sitting there pull out your google and and you'll get it very quickly there's a list of all the companies who are registered to do this but what will happen is is you'll enjoy your meal or your accommodation and when you get the bill you will then pay the bill as normal And you need to download an app, and it's a Revenue Receipt Tracker app. You'll find it very quickly again with a Google, um, but Revenue Receipt Tracker app. And what will happen is is you'll actually just take a picture and you'll fill in the details and it will then be saved to your Revenue Online file. And I'll
0: just stop you there because there's a couple of things that I think people won't uh, be quite clear on. Does everyone have to have an online account with revenue for this? If they don't, how do they set one up? and if you don't have a smartphone or if you just don't download apps, um, can you do this without having the app? If, I don't know, if you're just a Luddite and you just don't want to have the app, is there a way to take part in the scheme then?
1: That's fine. You can do But then what happens is, is you can just hold on to all your receipts, wait until January, and do a tax return now you're going to say tax return Who? what paye worker does a tax return very few people do a tax return right very few paye workers if you're self-employed you're used to doing this stuff or you have an accountant who does this stuff but if you're of someone who gets a payslip once a month and your boss looks after your taxes you're more likely never to have done a tax return before but you're kidding yourself and you're losing out big time the average tax refund people get when they do do a tax return I'm talking about PAYE workers here too is a thousand euros so it depends who you look at it's between 800 and 1200 so let's call it a thousand euros depending on what source you look at it's a thousand euros because there's a whole pile of stuff like we all complain and give out about all taxes are too high in this country and then we walk away from a thousand euros a year that we could potentially get them back like it's not just this is going to be one of the things that you could get back as in your your spend on accommodation and restaurants and that type of thing. But we also can get money back on our medical expenses, on a whole other pile of other things that people don't realise they could be getting the money back. So if you don't want to download this app, if you don't want to have to use your smartphone, or you don't have a smartphone, just keep the receipts and come January you'll be able to file a return yourself it'll be fairly straightforward it's not that difficult if you're particularly if you're a PAYE worker it's not that difficult I'm not worried about the people who aren't PAYE workers because they're already doing tax returns so they know what they're doing and they will just include it as normal but the important thing here is is to keep the receipts and to know the limitations of the scheme as well because the limitations of the scheme are you have to spend more than 25 euros so and you cannot have the spend cannot include alcohol it's not that so if the bill comes to 50 euros and 10 euros of that is alcohol you can only claim for the 40 euro and um, the other thing is is the minimum of 25 euros might catch people out so let's imagine Sinead you and I go out for dinner and we, we it costs 40 euros and we decide let's split it 2020. Neither of us can claim that one back because it wasn't more than 25 euros. So you need to be smart and clever about this. The other thing just to remember is, you don't have to spend the full 625 euros in one go. And that's, some people worried, oh, I'm gonna to have to go and find a nice hotel stay. And no, you can accumulate it up any time between now and the end of the scheme, which is currently April of next year. So it's a, and, and that 625 euros total amount of spend is a lifetime as, as what, that, what they would call a lifetime allowance. It's not 625 this year. And another 625 next year actually
0: i was just about to ask you that whether you could uh split it between pre-january and post january or if you could do it twice so obviously that's that cleared up
1: you, you can you can split us but you still have a total limit of 625 but people need to be aware of this as well Sinead. if you do if you spend it between now and christmas let's say or at the end of the year you'll get the refund in january if you spend between january and april next year you won't get the refund until the following january so there's a bit of a delay there in getting the money back so I, I would say there's an incentive there to actually push it through and, and do it this side of Christmas when hopefully we'll all be allowed to go out again.
0: And when you say refund, in what form is that going to take? Where, when am I going to see my money? Where is it going to go?
1: I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, this disappointed me. One of the reasons why I thought that was going to happen, I, and I'm nearly sure, I'm sure if we went back and checked, Sinead, we'd find somebody somewhere, some politician somewhere along the line saying this because it's in my head, but maybe I made it up. I thought we were getting a nap that you took a picture of the receipts at the restaurant and within a day or two, the refund was in your bank account. That's not the case. And I I really wish revenue had went there. Like our health insurers can do that. So why can't our revenue commissioners do it? Um, So what's gonna happen this time is you're gonna, you're gonna save the receipts and you're gonna accumulate them up in your revenue tracker app, or you're gonna accumulate them up physically. And come January, you will then do a tax return and you will, um, you'll get the money back then. So most PAYE workers, for example, will have paid their taxes correctly, and they'll get a cheque back from revenue or the money be lodged into their account in January. Now, you don't have to, to be honest with you, what will happen here is if you have the receipts there, um, you, there's a little bit of naivety here in that revenue are going to want to make sure that this goes through and that it works and it's successful in order to lay down the foundations for this in the future so if someone has a very straightforward tax return and um, it's not that difficult to, like if, if all you have is paye income and your um receipts from your restaurants and your hotels it'll be a very simple thing for you to do a tax return so don't be scared by that but going back to the earlier point I made if you're going to do it for your receipts for restaurants just start accumulating up your receipts for your medical expenses and everything else and put as much as you can through because it's about getting money back off the revenue that you you didn't have to pay them but you did and you're entitled to it back now and that's how the revenue system works
0: when you're talking about the uh, receipt tracker app is that a new app specifically for stay, stay and spend or is that something that people do use for their medical receipts and things like that
1: it's it's a new app. Well, Revenue told me last night actually that it's a new app, but there's there's other functionalities on it as well. So you can use it for tracking other things too. I'm going to be honest with you. It's definitely the way forward. Like I do it with my medical. Res- now I'm self-employed, so I, I I do my taxes different. But for a PAYE worker, and um, what I would say is is that. It's a really great way of doing it. You have, most people have this phone in their pocket. They can take stuff out and they can take a picture of their receipts as they go. I do my medical insurance. So I walk out on my GP, I take out my phone, I take a picture of the receipt, I submit it. And usually a couple of days later, the refund is in my bank account. So like on the particular plan I'm on, I give the, the, the GP 50, 60 euros and I have 20 euros back in my bank account for my medical insurer a couple of days later. And what's nice about that is is it also means when I'm doing my tax return this month as a self-employed person, I have one list of one place that I can go to, which is my medical insurance to get all my medical receipts in one spot and revenue accept that if the medical insurers have accepted them, they will accept them too. So it's a very easy habit to get into. You need to make life easier for yourself. So just uh, unless you're, as you, what did you describe <laughs> as a Luddite? Unless you are a Luddite, I would strongly suggest you go about downloading this app go through the steps that are required to do it now. It's a little bit of pain now to make life a hell of a lot easier, not just on on these receipts. And you know what? When this is successful, or if this is successful, you can see revenue making it much easier for everybody. Despite what people might think, Sinead, revenue do actually want people to engage with the revenue system and get the tax back that they weren't they, the tax refunds that they're due. From time to time, they do do promotions saying or advertisements saying, you know, you can go back over four years and claim money back. And I think that this is something that will get people to wake up to it to say, actually, I am entitled to money back, and it's not that hard to get it back.
0: So everyone, if they want this money back they will have to file a tax return. That's the blanket. There's no way around that.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here now, right? And I'm going to say that if you've got a very simple PAYE, I just have my income. This is my payslip. I have no other form of income. And I have a couple of receipts here um, that if you were using the app, that you could look for a balancing statement in January. Now, please, I, I, I would say to you, if you're really worried about this, you could get, get in touch with revenue in January and say, I've done all the receipts, and um, could you just send me a balancing statement? No, a balancing statement is something that's really useful to everybody at any given January, because if it, what it means is, is it's just revenue look back over last year, and they say, okay, uh, were your tax credits applied properly? Did you pay the correct amount of tax? And in some cases, just requesting a balancing statement can generate a refund for you. You have no work, it's just a, 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 a request to revenue saying, please, can I have a balancing statement? Now, I'm gonna go out on an absolute limb here. I really would love to see revenue saying if you put all the receipts for this particular scheme through and you request a balancing statement, we're going to balance it off. But in practicality, I'm not 100% sure that's working. That's going to work. That's the way it's going to work. So uh, I'm a little bit not cautious about it, but I'd imagine that there's some kind of joined up thinking in the background. But we don't know because the scheme is new.
0: So that might be a simple way. But for now, we do think that a tax return, but an easy tax return for PAYE workers will be required.
1: Yeah. And, and for people who've never seen a tax return form before, it's full of boxes, right? But if you just have uh, your PAYE income and you have um, receipts from restaurants and hotels, there's only the receipts and restaurants from hotels box that you have to fill out. Like, all the rest of it is irrelevant to you. You don't need to worry about it. And. Just just go about doing it. And you can you can actually do um like you do need to register, you don't you don't have to, but ideally register yourself online and it makes life a hell of a lot simpler. Like don't be afraid of these things. And revenue are quite good at helping you out and they've lots of information up there. And you know what? Worst case scenario, if you really wanted to, you could go along to some of these um these tax companies that will do it for you and they will make sure that you get a refund. And if you're getting an average, if the average person's getting a refund of a thousand euros, that can that can sometimes mean that the fees that these people charge are paled into insignificance, particularly because they will push you to do more than just last year. They might look back over the last couple of years for you to see if there was anything you missed out on
0: so that's kind of demystifying the getting the cash back process but what about the actual process itself you mentioned there about the complications of splitting a bill so um myself and yourself go into a restaurant um we're obviously not the same household um how do we go about deciding who gets the refund how do we go about asking maybe we've gone to a very fancy restaurant and we feel bad about asking uh the waiters to to split the bill for us Um how do the practicalities of this go how's it going to work
1: Like, uh, I think, Sinead, I think you and I would probably come to agreement you can get the next one or something. That's probably the easiest way out. But, no, the revenue have said, if you can ask ask the restaurant to um, give you two separate receipts, that would be ideal. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, I'd be mortified. Like, I'd be mortified doing that. can I get two receipts for that? I think that people are going to have to... I think that if you think about it, this is six months. But it's six months. You're talking about spending a little bit over 100 euros a month between now and then but we've got christmas in the middle there a lot of people do a little bit and who knows what this year looks like but we do a little bit more socializing so what i would say is just make sure you hit your target of your target or limit whatever you want to call it of 625 euros but just be realistic about it if you're splitting a bill um, maybe one person claims it and the other person doesn't. And um, but make sure you only claim for what you physically paid for, because if you don't, that's tax fraud. So if you split the bill and you take and it's 100 euros and it was 50 euros each, um, and you it only cost you 50 euros, don't go trying to stick the 100 euros in because that's not the that's not the um, the way or the ethical way of doing it. But what I would say is is I don't think people. Um, hopefully, as things start to improve. I think that you will start to find that some people will use up their allowance very quickly, some people won't be fortunate enough that they, that they can afford this money, but it is a reasonable length of pe- period of time. And what I thought was very interesting yesterday, um, when they were looking at the finer details of this, was that they actually say in it that the scheme finishes in April for now right and that's an unusual wording for something that's particularly that's usually black and white so i would imagine that this thing could be extended or p- more possibly that it would be left alone for the next summer and then next year you, you could see if it's successful of course that it would be reintroduced again so just be clever about it don't claim stuff that, that you didn't pay for and just talk to the other person who's sharing the bill and say how are you getting on with with your allowance and maybe splitting it and deciding who's going to pay for it and who's going to claim for it in full or, or who's going to claim for half of it. But technically, you could both take a picture of the of the receipt and um, say, I only paid for ha- half of that receipt and you deduct the alcohol off it and you're you're perfectly entitled to do that.
0: Is there something in the bill, is there something to fend against if we did both decide to go in and um, we both only one of us paid but both of us claimed for it and obviously you've said that's tax fraud but is there anything um in the in the scheme that kind of fends against that
1: i think there's two things there that are preventing people from doing that first it's the wrong thing to do but secondly the penalties for getting caught doing that are so high that why would you bother like uh, it just doesn't make sense like it, for, even forget about it. Oh, what if I got caught? i the owe the revenue. The 120, they might take the full 125 euros back off me that I claimed because they call every. No, it's not just that. It's the 125 euros plus the interest, plus the penalties, plus the scrutiny of all of your other taxes. Because if you're willing to do that on a small scheme here that's designed to try and help our, our friends and family who work in the tourism sector, what else are you willing to do with your taxes? don't bother, just leave it alone, use the scheme for what it's there to be used for, and please don't try and pull it, like, to be honest, this is something that could be really beneficial to the tourism sector. This is something that I would suggest revenue and government are dipping their toe in the water for here. And they're saying, I wonder how this will work. If it's successful, we could all benefit from an enhanced scheme next year a full-term scheme next year more money next year like there's been lots of other schemes around the world that have been different to this and we're trying this one out so if i can say this sinead if you don't mind if we don't take the mick out of us well then we should be able to get it again and it should be successful and it should be benefiting to our family and friends who are reliant on the tourism sector so there's probably very little revenue you can do except investigate cases that they think are in the same way they investigate any tax fraud cases that they think are questionable and therefore i would say let's not take the nick on this one please that's like we could really use it so could our tourism sector
0: definitely i think um you've mentioned there about if you're a couple you can claim up to 250 euro um is there any allowances for families if there's more than two adults in a family situation you know adult children still living at home do they all still have the, the same allowance
1: yeah, everybody who is paying taxes can get this. And in fact, if you're not paying enough income tax to get a whole, full 125 euros back, Revenue have said that they will look at your USC contributions as well. So Revenue, we are trying to push the boat out so that everybody is inclusive in this. Um, but it's, remember, you can't get a refund for taxes that you haven't paid. So you need to be paying at least 125 euros in tax or, and or USC in order to be getting the full 125 euros back. That means you need to be earning... Uh, let's, I'm going to round the figures. I'm sure some tax advisor will text in afterwards and say his figures are wrong. But roughly 17,000 euros or more and you start generating enough tax um, to be able to get the full refund on this. But yeah, it's it's everybody. It's not just, it's anybody who's paying tax can claim their tax back in the same way.
0: And I guess the, the title of the scheme can be a little bit confusing, stay and spend, but we are allowed to use it anywhere. They're not going to check up, well, actually, that restaurant is just down the road from you and so you shouldn't use it there.
1: No, and they've specifically said it's for your locality as well. It's about staying at home and spending money. And they couldn't. Like, they can't tell us, they can't tell people who are in level three, you can't move around the country and, and you're excluded from this scheme. But this is the point. Like, think about who your favourite restaurant is that you go to all the time. You want them to be there when this is all over. And this is the time that they need your support more than ever. So what I would say there is, is yes, it's absolutely... What well, All you need to do is check out for that sticker on the window as you walk in and if there's no sticker and you're wondering ask and if you're still confused as to whether it's it's there just google it there and then in the restaurant or before you go to the restaurant google and see is it and it's restaurants and it's cafes and it's anywhere just remember um cafes you're less likely to be spending more than 25 euros so just be careful of that and don't get caught out with spending 25 euro and realizing that I don't know five or six euro that was on alcohol and you're now under the 25 euro mark so but no there is a list available that list will be constantly updated on the revenue website and um as it gets updated you'll see that more and more restaurants and hotels and everything else come into it
0: i have two questions for your uh how to be good with money um hat on please um if i um kind of cash shy so I don't generally have that extra 25 quid um, even a month or uh, t- to spend should I be dipping into my overdraft so that I can have these extra nice things for myself and get the money back later or would that be a bad idea
1: that's a bad idea like I'm sorry I just it's it, it, the. You shouldn't be using overdrafts or credit cards to pay for things that I would call luxuries. Um, Like you shouldn't be using overdrafts and credit cards at all if you can avoid us, but certainly not for things like this. Um, You need to identify what your essentials are. If you're struggling on a month-to-month, week-to-week basis, identify what your essentials are. And times are tough right now, and you just need to say that they accept that they won't always be like this for yourself, and therefore there's certain things in your life that you're going to have to pull out of. And you know what, at six months is a long time. What I would say is, is that by the time you pay the interest, and particularly if they take credit cards and overdrafts, like this is a 20% rebate. It wouldn't be unusual at all for the credit card to be charging you 20% interest. So you're, you're going to end up on a level playing field. It doesn't make sense that you would use an overdraft or a credit card for this. Absolutely not.
0: So is this scheme then made for people to spend in excess of what they usually would spend so people who do all already have this cash flow um but the government is hoping that they will spend more than they usually do so instead of you know getting 20 percent off of what they'd usually spend they're hoping they'd spend 20 percent more
1: absolutely that's exactly what it's for because do you know what Sinead what we have to accept here is is and you know, this is a kind of a, a, a word that's popped around the last couple of weeks. And I'll be honest with you, the first time I heard it, I said, what does that mean? This K-shaped recovery, where and what the idea of a K-shaped recovery, if for people who haven't heard the word before, because it's the the shape of a K is is it's, it kind of one one arm of it goes up and one arm of it goes down. That's the way society is going to go in this recovery. Half of our society, or whatever the number is, is going to do really well as a result of COVID, and the other half are going to do really badly. Leo Varadka's numbers were there were two million people in Ireland who are better off as a result of COVID financially. And they're they're people whose wages stayed the same, but their expenses dropped through the floor. Our savings went from 109 billion in household savings um, a year ago to 120 billion now. We saved 3.5 billion in the month of April this year. That was more like on average, we'd spend we'd save 443 million. 3.5 billion is what we saved in April of this year. The people who are in the top half of that K-shaped recovery, they're the people that are going to drag the whole economy out of this, and they're going to help the people in the bottom half. And yes, if you're one of those people who has a bit of extra savings, this is the time to put it back into the economy so that all of our society recovers together. And this scheme is absolutely designed. It's for the benefit of everybody who can afford it, but it's absolutely designed to get people to spend more than they would have because they're getting 20% off. And it's really important that that message gets out there. If you're one of the two million people, the rest of the country needs you to try and help with this recovery. Uh,
0: While I have you and uh, just to return to tax returns, will there be anything that um, interacts with this scheme and, and your tax return if you've been on the PUP or you've been on the temporary wage subsidy scheme or the employment wage subsidy scheme?
1: Yeah, so sh- one of the things today, I don't know if you got to see it at the time, but back in March or April when PUP and wage subsidy was put out there, I, I had a video across Facebook and Instagram that got over 600,000 views because people didn't realize that they were taxable payments, that, but that weren't- the tax wasn't being taken out of them in real time. So what will happen is, and I know there's been changes in recent times that said, you're not gonna get hit with this tax till January 12 months, and then you'll have four years to pay it back if you wanna take the four years. The reality is, is if you owe taxes, and you get this credit, this credit will directly come off those taxes that you owe. So there is a connection between the two of them, because if you think about it, there's lots of different areas of your taxes, and there's different times that you pay tax and you're due tax back. What happens with a tax return is, is they all get brought together, and it gets balanced off to say, okay, do we owe you money or do you owe us money? So if you owe them money, and you generate a tax credit through this scheme, it'll reduce how much you owe them. And it's as simple as that. It's about bringing everything together, balancing it off, and see where it is. So there still will be a benefit to people. Some people are worried about their taxes. Um, it's less worried now because, in fairness to revenue, they've said they're going to give you four years if you need it. Um, but people are concerned that they got this payment from PUP and wage subsidy and there was no tax taken out of it and what will their tax bill be and how much will it be and how am I going to pay it and yeah this is one of the ways that any tax credit whether it's medical expenses and this is another reason why if you're a PAYE worker who has never done a tax return before now is the time to start you might have a little bit more time at home you might have more receipts that you've accumulated up this is the time to do it
0: and you will get either the money lodged back into your account or a check um once all your tax credits and all of that line up
1: yes provided all your taxes were in order and and that and that's actually a really good point some people will say oh my god i got i was supposed to get 125 euros got back and i didn't get it back at all yeah but that's because you owed revenue 500 euros cuz your taxes because you owe let's say 500 euros because you owed money from the wage subsidy scheme or the PUP less likely on the PUP based on the level of income that you're at but the wage subsidy scheme but instead of owing them 500 euros you now only owe them 375 because you got your 125 allowance so just be careful about that you still owe whether you used this scheme or not you still owe them 500 euros but this 125 is reduced by that amount you may not get your cheque back in or your lodgement your back into the account of 125 euros.
0: I'm going to turn to Owen Ella now um, just to talk about the kind of holiday side of it or the, the nice side of it. Own, there was a few routes that the government could have gone down. Um, what, Why did they choose this particular scheme?
2: It's very hard to tell. Did they choose it, especially so that there would be a lower take up on it? They were watching a couple of things. They didn't want to uh, end up subsidizing holidays at a time when they didn't need to be subsidized. And those listeners will know there was a huge emphasis on staycation there was a big interest in whether the people who normally travel abroad would could be inveigled into spending holidays down the west of ireland this year it's worked to a large extent and they wanted to avoid subsidizing the july august peak time they wanted to bring it in in the autumn but then they introduced a fairly complicated scheme It is really convoluted, Sinead. And I think the uptake on this, I mean, talking to people in the industry, maybe about 10, 15 percent, they are saying it didn't really boost uh, the spend at all. And they're looking to what was done in other countries.
0: So in the UK, they had the eat out to help out model. Why didn't they go down that route for Ireland?
2: It's not without its critics. It uh, generated something like 3 million meals in the six counties and 64 million in Britain. Um, The way it worked was you could get up to 10 euro a head when you dined. Um, they're you know, very well covered. A lot of Irish people watch English television, read English newspapers, so they'd have seen the criticism of it. Uh, there were also great schemes devised by people. They go to one restaurant for a starter, and get their ten pounds back, then to the main course for another ten pounds, then to a dessert for another ten pounds. Sounds like an awful lot of trouble for say for um, saving a few bob. It generated a lot in August. People criticised it for creating queues, for creating crowds in restaurants. But it was one of the cleanest and easiest to follow. In terms of being convoluted, we're way behind the Italians because the Italians ended up with a scheme, it's very Italian, where the uh, restaurant claimed back uh, 65%. Of the cost, and the uh, person who went for the meal claimed back 35% of the cost. And there were about sort of 17 or 18 different uh, boxes to be filled out in the online form. So, what we see across Europe is some people going for a very clean, straight up money, and others going for something more uh, complex. The more complex it is, the less the take-up. As I say, we're expecting take-up in Ireland to be maybe 10 15%. uh, So small as it won't make any difference to the industry. What the Irish industry wanted was something extremely clean, which was just straightforward, either um, subsidy uh, per head or uh, going back to what we had up to two years ago, the VAT, a lower VAT rate. They said that would have made them far more sense. Uh, They're looking, obviously, for a 5% VAT rate out of the budget. And that um, was compares with the 9% it was uh, under the during the global financial a scheme during the global financial recession that was raised to 13% a couple of years ago so what there are different ways of doing it but it's the only thing that's clear out of all this complexity and all of these receipts and there's some suggestion that receipts are being generated without being paid and all of that but out of all of that is that the complexity of the irish scheme means it hasn't really worked
0: um in terms of the industry take up obviously Uh, restaurants and hotels and and other hospitality outlets have to um, sign up to do this. What's the take-up been like on their side as it launches? Take-up was
2: strong enough. I mean, there are restaurants and hotels are in a very regulated business. So the extra complexity of the back-office stuff, that the forms that had to be done and the applications uh, impacted less on the larger, more well-fitted out ones than the smaller family-run ones. There are big holes in the industry, Sinead. The restaurants and hotels that haven't opened, um, the occupancy rate that the hotels have during the summer will suggest that a lot of them are going to just close for winter. Uh, I know one hotelier in central Dublin with four hotels, he's uh, closed three of them and one of them is open now and, and running at a loss. And what a lot of hoteliers are telling me is that it's um, cheaper to close than to remain open. And some of them worryingly are already thinking of writing off the 2021 uh, season. On the restaurant side, the corporate business has been basically shattered. Those that are open with the distancing rules and with the smaller um, capacity, some of them have you know, fared quite well, But The general noise from the restaurants association is that they needed something more to ensure survival. There are aspects of the industry that have done well. They tend to be outside the day and spend scheme. Self-catering has had a decent summer. Uh, Occupancy rates were around 85 90%. Things like boat hire and the shaman, which was a big deal in the 60s and 70s and had sort of fallen off the radar has been a re- relatively successful summer. And some of the towns have done well, Dingo, Galway, places like that, Killarney less well, but it's uh, the Cure of Zeg, good in spots, and not good enough uh, to get people through the winter because the west of Ireland would depend very heavily on a 12, 14 week season. And we lo- a lot of that was lost through lockdowns. And um, When it got going again in August, it was too close to school reopening. There is a huge problem facing the Irish hospitality and tourism industry is what will we have to sell in 2021 from March 2021, even if things open up again in terms of travel, which is by no means certain at this stage.
0: In terms of the places that have taken up this offer and have signed up to it on revenue, are they the high end places? Are they mostly mid range price range or is it everybody across the board?
2: Across the board, but it's easier to hit your 25 euro and your spend of 625. The higher you go,
0: who is this scheme most likely to suit in terms of um, tourists and as as domestic tourists? Who do you think will most likely use this scheme to its maximum, end up getting the 125 back?
2: Paye workers are notorious for not filling out their own forms and uh, seeing all the advantages of getting things back. Uh, holding on to receipts, it's messy. Anybody who fills out their own tax reforms and is already, for instance, registered for VAT, uh, business owners, um, self-employed, they they will be probably on top of it. And, you know, there are people who just are organised in terms of tax like that. The number, The amount involved versus the hassle, it would make sense to them. It also really only suits people without families Um, because the family market was cut to about a five-week window uh, with perhaps a midterm coming up. But it's going to be uh, people who have a certain age without small children and generally the ones who fill out their own tax forms.
0: That's obviously to holidays, families might be able to fit in restaurants and things more easily around the school time, I guess, in the next six months.
2: Possibly the restaurants will do better um, on that. the the cashback the um, issue really is that when your you're, your collection of receipts and your organi- the level of organisation uh, and that tends to be people uh, people with smaller children tend to be uh, more vulnerable on that side.
0: Is there a contradictory message here, though? And how are the hospitality uh, how's the hospitality industry going to? Um, I guess, manage that, that the public health advice is to try and reduce our social contacts, physical distance as much as possible over the coming uh, weeks and months. But at the same time, we're being asked by the government to help out our uh, local industries and go and stay and spend with them. Um, Is there anything that can be done to encourage people to go out at at the same time as reducing their contacts?
2: if you were to take the government the effort advice to its fullest, uh, you actually do not participate in anything, uh, any social spaces. If the restaurant and hotel sector aren't really at the front line of this, they've uh, about, um, they've, nearly 2,000 of them have signed up for the set of regulations, very complex regulations that were uh, uh, verbalized by Fall to Ireland. And they're where they've trained up staff and changed premises and kept kept it to a level where you know when they get public when they get the public into a hotel or a restaurant uh they're not going to be in close contact with anybody. It's much more difficult uh, with the cohort when as the cohort gets younger and the restaurants will deal with um the, the hotel certainly will, at this time of the year will be dealing with an older cohort. I'm not sure if that uh, that uh, contradiction will ever be resolved. So we've seen it all over Europe, by the way, Sinead. It's not just an Irish problem. Uh, What I see is well-organised schemes, tourist boards, cities opening up. This is how our hotels will operate. This is how our restaurants operate. And this is how our bars, and a lot of them will have live music and things like that going on. And at some stage, there's a breakdown. Alcohol and regulations don't tend to mix very well. You get uh, usually video on social media, some spectacular stuff like the English in Magaluf jumping onto the bonnets of cars and the whole street gets closed down. So while... On the public health side, we do look like we're looking into a winter across Europe of bouncing in and out of lockdown situations, um, counties in the case of Ireland and regions in the case of nearly all of Europe. It does also look like the hospitality sector will spend the coming few months bouncing in and out of uh, releasing, um, opening up to customers. Then a couple of social media vi- videos go viral. The whole thing gets questioned um, and get shut down again it will be a learning process if you're to make a comparison what happened in the aviation industry we had a terrible uh shock when we were all had to take our shoes off and take out the liquids out of our bags in aviation but we got on with it eventually and travel got back to normal and in the, the same way the hotel the hospitality and tourism industries across europe are in that learning curve and at some stage um, some level of normality will have to return because it is clear the the uh, case rates, the infection levels uh, right across Europe are going in the wrong direction.
0: In terms of this scheme and last question, when uh, will we be able to measure the impact of it and how will we be able to measure the impact of it?
2: I think we'll be able to measure the impact fairly quickly as the 2021 tax returns come in. A substantial, I think about maybe half of it or maybe one third of it won't be measured until 2022. But already the word from bodies such as the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation is that uptake is very low. They're looking at certainly less than 20 percent. And in some cases, um, they may be just around the 10 or even lower. And
0: that's a prediction, right, because obviously it's just launched this week. So they're kind of looking at how it possibly could go.
2: That's, that's what they're predicting, and um, they're, that's from feedback from their members. So uh, we'll be able to measure it when it comes in. Um, as I say, with the tax, the tax returns will be the ultimate metric. But uh, what we'll be, we'll be listening for feedback. Uh, from the industry over the coming weeks and the gathering of receipts and who's hitting the spend. Remember the receipts are t- it's twenty five euro. The spend has to be six hundred and twenty five. and for that you'll get your one hundred and twenty five back. And the question then is wh- how many of the people who ask for receipts and do the paperwork actually do get the money back or when it comes to the returns can actually do it. There, it's it's a lot easier than I've made it sound, by the way, I'm probably overstating the whole thing of gathering receipts. The app would be familiar to a lot of our listeners uh, because people use it for medical receipts. You can download that and immediately start doing your receipts as you collect. And maybe the big change in this, Junaid, will be a big number of people who uh, miss out on their tax benefits by not filing returns, will um, start taking it up in the current circumstances and realising what they can claim for.
0: I think people listening to this will definitely be much clearer on the scheme, guys. So thank you to Oon McGee and to Own Ella o. for coming in and explaining that to us today. Thank you for listening to The Explainer and a big thank you to both owns for their work on this episode. If you read the journal, you may have seen our appeal in the past few months for you to support our journalism. It's obviously a difficult time for media with advertising revenues falling drastically as the pandemic continues. And we want to keep providing you and the rest of our 800,000 daily users with valuable, accessible journalism. Loads of you know that it's important for society to have that open access to news and good information like this podcast and have contributed. A lot of you asked if there was a way you could give more regularly. We now have options for you to become a regular supporter. And if this is something you'd like to do, please head to thejournal.ie forward slash contribute. This episode of The Explainer was brought to you by executive producer, Christine Bowen, producer Aoife Barry and assistant producer and tech operator, Nikki Ryan. If you're enjoying these episodes, please leave us a review and rating wherever you listen to your podcasts and more importantly, share with a friend who you think will enjoy them. Thank you and catch you next time.